Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Safety and Health webcast, Safety Communication in the Post-COVID-19 Workplace, presented by Marlin Software. This is Alan Ferguson, Associate Editor at Safety and Health Magazine, and I'll moderate today's presentation. First, we'd like to thank you all for joining us, and on behalf of the National Safety Council, whose employees are currently working away from the office, we hope that you, your loved ones, and all the people in your lives are remaining safe and healthy wherever they are. We'll start this presentation in a couple minutes, but first there are some housekeeping items. As a disclaimer, the views of today's speakers and organizations are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the National Safety Council or Safety and Health Magazine. Any mention of a commercial enterprise, product, or publication does not mean the council or the magazine endorses those items. After today's presentation, we'll conduct a question and answer session with our speakers. To ask a question, click the Q&A button at the bottom of the screen, type your question, and click the send button. Please feel free to ask your question at any time during this presentation. You don't have to wait for the Q&A to begin. Now, we'll try to answer as many questions as possible, but we might not get to every question. The good news is that any unanswered questions will be forwarded to today's sponsor. After this presentation, you'll be asked to complete a brief evaluation survey, and I'll tell you more about that later. This webcast will be archived so you can access it after today's live event to view this webcast and all of our past webcasts. Please go to safetyandhealthmagazine.com events, or you may also receive a link in a post-event email. With that, let's introduce our speakers. With us today are Anna Neiman, Director of Content at Marlin. In her current role, she combines environmental health and safety expertise with an in-depth knowledge of core trends in digital media to create tools for strategic workplace safety communication. Anna has more than 15 years of experience in visual communication, a 30-hour OSHA certification, and a graduate degree in film studies. Also joining us is Lisa Viscuso, Product Marketing Manager for Marlin. She has more than 10 years of experience working for software-as-a-service-based companies, in her current role, Lisa focuses on the industrial sector, supporting the positioning, messaging, and branding of the product. On a personal note, she loves to engage with customers and receive feedback. Again, we thank you all for tuning into this presentation. Anna, whenever you're ready, go ahead and take it away. All right, thanks, Alan. Uh, yeah, and thank you again. Uh, so uh, Lisa and I were talking yesterday and uh, we decided to change the name of the webinar. Uh, and talk about what's uh, current, what's now, because we all thought when we first started thinking about this webinar, it's gonna be post-COVID workplace. And uh, we feel that we're still kind of in the middle of it. So we will be talking today, uh, and you will hear from both of us uh, about safety culture in essentially still a COVID-19 workplace. Uh, now, we work for Marlin uh, Software, which is a SAIS-based workplace communication solution that includes content. Uh, my team develops uh, the content, researches it, uh, and Lisa, as was mentioned, is our product marketing manager. Uh, one thing that uh, became apparent very quickly, uh, I would say, uh, what Lisa, March 14th, I think, uh, when uh, before we all went home, we realized that uh, the safety pros out there will need new solution for safety culture in their organization with all the changes. People will need to uh, have new approaches to addressing the hazards 
and specifically communicating the issues of safety and prevention to workers. Right, Lisa? Uh, and uh, we set out to work with our yep. customers, right? Yep. So, uh, and this is what we're here essentially to talk about today. We reached out to some of our subscribers and asked them, what are the challenges that were brought on by this pandemic in the general, in the workplace? And how do you communicate about safety now? What are the tools that you employ? And what about those prevention guidelines that change so frequently? How do you address training and reinforcement? And today we will share each from uh, kind of our point of view uh, uh, from the product and from the market, marketing and from content, how to uh, maintain a robust safety culture, how to address all these problems while your workplace has changed so much. We share what we learn from our customers and what we ourselves have developed to address that. Uh, and uh, mainly we will have resources at the end of this webinar that you can download, that you can address and use in your own organization. And we hid uh, goodies inside the uh, webinar. So stay tuned for that. So again, we will cover how the workplace has changed, how the workforce has changed, uh, engagement and safety in the workplace. We'll talk about trust and how it is your secret weapon. Uh, we uh, explore communication goals in the current workplace. And like I said, there will be resources at the end. So let's get started. So I wanna mention first that if you remember when um, OSHA first issued the guidelines about uh, addressing um, the pandemic, they specifically noted that clear communication, and I'm quoting right now, promotes confidence during the pandemic. Indeed, there's so much new information that your workforce has to internalize in order to work safely. Uh, you know, just list this off, prevention measures, symptoms, transmission. Uh, there's so much uh, questions that you probably have in your organization that are very specific to your environment. Uh, new PPE maybe, new hygiene measures, uh, whatever. So that is a need to communicate, right? But there's also an opportunity to establish a more connected workplace. And of course, the success of that endeavor really rests on your message reaching the entire organization. And we know how spread out we are now. All shifts, all departments, whether you're in a facility or remote. And that's not an easy task, right? <clears throat> so let's talk about how our workplace has changed. Uh, if somebody told you this time last year that you would have to adjust to this new hazard that is unseen, that is difficult to detect, and of course, what kind of control measures do you have to, uh, you know, do you have to have? It's something that challenges your entire hierarchy of controls. So maybe uh, you change your workplace uh, by installing certain barriers 
where there were not before shields, right? Maybe, and uh, I would say, hopefully, you instituted distancing efforts. Uh, maybe your shifts now staggered, right? How did the team structure change? Uh, now, a lot of our customers um, are on the front lines. They're essential employees. For example, we have uh, quite a bit uh, folks in uh, waste and recycling industry. And that was a tremendous uh, challenge for them where people were on front lines. Then you also have uh, folks like us, probably that are sitting at home. And these are very different needs. This is a workplace that so changed, but still needs to remain connected, right? So there's, like I said, the workplace looks so much different at the end of uh, 2020 that it did, you know, a year before. So, but if the workplace itself changed, so did the workforce. So Lisa has uh, some statistics that she found. Yeah, so let's talk about this. So the last six to eight months has really impacted all of us, you know, everything from our mental health to our physical health. So Ginger, um, they are the leader in on-demand behavioral health. They released these statistics based on a survey that they uh, conducted a couple months ago. So let's run through some of these. So 69% of folks um, that were surveyed um, are more stressed now than during 9-11 or the Great Recession. 43% have become physically ill due to work-related stress and 62% lose at least an hour a day in productivity. So just pause and think about that for a minute. You know, those are some pretty eye-opening stats. And what does this really mean for the workforce? You know, for a work from home employee, stress and anxiety can lead to a drop in productivity, commitment to tasks, a reduction in attention to detail, and it can really affect overall physical health. And for an essential frontline employee, in addition to all these ill effects, uh, stress and anxiety can lead to fatigue, distraction, and ultimately cause an incident, which is something, of course, that we don't want. So employers and safety leaders such as yourselves, you can help employees deal with this burden of stress by providing clear, consistent, and easy to understand communication, which is what we're gonna talk through today. So uh, like uh, we were saying previously, right? The, uh, the workplace change and the workforce change. What is the mindset? So Lisa, you were talking about, uh, you know, the kind of impact on the mental health and mm -hmm. the stressors, right? So uh, in June of this year, Gallup performed a survey uh, and you know that Gallup does this really excellent survey we'll uh, talk about uh, later about engagement. So they addressed the workforce and asked them what do they feel uh, toward you know, uh, their workplace and coming back. And uh, in, mind you, in June, right, uh, almost 60%, 59% of uh, American workforce were not ready to come back. Uh, take a look at the screen and uh, look at what the feelings were expressed, right? People are saying that they do not feel well prepared to do their job. 
the second one is they do not feel that their employer clearly communicated their plan of action. Uh, and their immediate supervisor, they feel like is not informing them enough. And uh, the saddest thing is that they don't feel like the organization in its entirety cares about overall well-being. And uh, this uh, kind of responses, we have to note that these responses are really uh, more uh, characteristic for younger, frontline, blue-collar, on-site employees, right? Those people who had to go out there and you know face the change world. Uh, and of course, then there are folks at home uh, working remotely. They feel a uh, bit different, right? So we are, again, facing two different groups of people that need to be connected and brought on the same page. So if, if they don't feel like they're supported or informed, then the performance will suffer, their uh, engagement will suffer. So the job really of uh, a safety professional right now in terms of uh, you know, healthy performance, engagement and uh, incident-free workplace becomes really one, one of the main goals is communicating all these efforts, uh, the efforts of prevention, uh, the new guidelines, communicating that to workforce that is quite uncertain and anxious. Uh, Lisa, let's talk a little bit about uh, how people feel in the anxiety and need for instilling confidence that uh, we found. Absolutely. So here's another survey. So the numbers really speak here. Um, this one was performed by Qualtrics and folks were asked, what do employees say they need to feel reassured and confident as they face the day? So 63% say they need assurance from authorities. So 63% want, you know, the CDC to say it's safe, while maybe half say that their state and local officials saying the same would be helpful. 45% um, want effective medical interventions. So a little less than half are saying that a treatment or a vaccine would make them feel safe returning. I know that would make me feel very safe returning. Um, and then 47% um, want safety policies. So they say they want all employees to be required to wear masks, you know, as an example. And obviously majority of us here cannot really influence medical advances, but we are required to provide safe and healthy um, environment by law. So really what this boils down to is instilling confidence. Um, we need to be able to create a workplace where employees are informed and they're trained on the latest safety standards and prevention behaviors. And how do, we, how do we address these expectations? That's probably what you're asking yourself right now. And the answer really is simple. It's communicate, communicate, communicate. By doing that, an organization goes above and beyond compliance. Um, you know, it's also able to help reduce anxiety and stress, which you're gonna hear us talk about a lot. Battle the fatigue that many essential employees are feeling at this point and then increase the readiness of others to return to on-site operations, which is the ultimate goal here. So in today's webinar, um, you know, we're gonna identify these goals and Anna and I are gonna share with you specific communication strategies that worked for our subscribers. And um, I'll touch on how we use our product uh, to do just that. 
so uh, we were going uh, just now through some uh, very um, uh, dramatic, I would say, right? Uh, statistics that uh, just looking at it kind of unsettles you a little bit. Yeah. So uh, now, uh, what do you say, Lisa? Let's uh, get something that bring the spirit up a little bit and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and talk about uh, what that secret weapon, as we call it that you have actually to address all that anxiety and all that uncertainty, right? Uh, that you have it already. Uh, and that secret weapon is trust. So a uh, few years back, we partnered up with Wharton School of Business to conduct a, a, a survey in American workplace in relation of trust. Who do uh, employees, who do American workforce trust? And some of these numbers that you're seeing on your screen right now are uh, kind of plain and obvious. You know that it's expected that folks will trust their coworkers or their family. And uh, I'm sure most of you will agree with me that it's expected that we don't trust social media, right? Or news media for that matter. <laughs> but uh, what's encouraging is that almost half of the uh, people who responded have trust in American corporations. And what really surprised us at the time that 75% uh, reported that they trust their employer, which is, which rates higher than their coworkers and almost as high as their family members, right? No wonder they spend, you know, people spend so much time at work. No wonder they trust you. And you can leverage that trust actually to help foster a safe and healthy return to work or safe and healthy workplace in general. So then we went back, right, Lisa? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, it, it was quite recently that we uh, looked again at the studies being done and uh, found that Savannah, uh, Savannah did a study on trust during the pandemic. And we were really encouraged to find out that actually in this critical time, the trust that... Um, people have in their employer went up. They now report that they trust their employer 30% more than they did before the pandemic. Why is it, right? I'm sure there are multiple reasons, but largely it lies in, in the fact that the uh, workplaces out there were able to connect with their employees on what to do, how to behave, uh, and how to live in this current situation. But still, folks say that they need more communication from their management. Of course, they worry going into the uh, workplace about high traffic areas and open floor plans. And a big concern, uh, understandably, is uh, about people from outside coming in. But still, 
even now you can, and especially now actually, you can leverage that trust to lead the employees to communicate and to create more engagement from the uh, workforce. And uh, engagement is something that we talked a lot about, right, Lisa? Yes. So thank you, Anna. So why is engagement so important? So you might be thinking it sounds like a lot of fluff, but really engagement can translate into increased participation, reduce incidents, and in the end, actual dollars and cents that impact your bottom line. So think about that for a sec. So there's a quote on here um, you can see by Kevin Cruz on your screen. Um, some of you may have heard it or read it before, but if you haven't, um, Kevin Cruz is Forbes and New York Times bestselling author, and he writes and consults on employee engagement that drives productivity. So I'm just going to go ahead and read this. So he defines employee engagement as employee engagement is the emotional commitment that we have to our organization and the organization's goals. So yes, it's a very broad statement, but let's just dissect this for a second and break it down. We're engaged when we're emotionally committed to something, right? So that means that we're gonna give that extra effort. We're gonna go the extra mile. And that's really the secret sauce. So that's why engagement is so important and so powerful. So when we're engaged, we give discretionary effort. And I'm gonna give you an example here. So a good employee will wear their PPE. Um, they'll probably take proper care of that spill if they see it um, or pick up a tripping hazard from the floor, you know, things like that. But an engaged employee, however, will go that extra mile. They'll not only notice that hazard, but they'll also take time to report it. They'll fill out that form and they'll give it to the manager, et cetera. And so why, you know, because they are emotionally or, or possibly personally committed to the goals of the organization. So when they're really engaged, they care. Right. So, uh, Lucy, we're saying people think it's a lot of fluff, right? Yeah. And uh, what we usually say is that actually it does, like Lisa says, translates into dollars and cents. And what does it mean, really? Uh, so I think this is the last set of numbers, but it's an important one. Um, Gallup, again, uh, uh, performed their uh, well-known survey uh, on engagement and uh, noticed this relationship between engagement and safety. And those companies that score in top uh, quartile report that they not only have 41% less absenteeism, 21% uh, higher productivity, fewer quality defects, but what's uh, really critical is that 70% fewer safety incidents occur in the companies where employees are more engaged. But at the same time, uh, they discovered that 67% across the world, uh, actually uh, numbers are lower in the United States, but 67% are not as engaged. So definitely we can do better, uh, but how, how will you manage it all? So let's, uh, let's summarize. 
we have this, uh, you know, anxious and um, workforce, right? We have a workplace that's changed dramatically. But what we do have as, uh, like I said, secret weapon is an increased trust in the communication in what the employer says and the communication that people receive when they are in their workplace. So how to manage it all, right? So first of all, if you haven't, but I'm sure that you have taken that main step and established a pandemic response action plan. Of course, critical, identify your hazards, the new hazards, the hazards that maybe weren't there before earlier in the year. Keep the knowledge up to date. Uh, we uh, speak again and again about ever-changing gui guidelines. New information uh, you know, is released. Maybe uh, there's more research. Uh, maybe the regulations has, have changed. Keep the knowledge up to date. But when you uh, look for that new knowledge, it's hugely important to use vetted sources. There's so much information out there that is uh, plain bogus right now. So make sure that the sources that are you, you are using are verified and vetted. Know how you go into control those hazards. These are new challenges. So again, new controls should be implemented. And something that is important, how do you train folks now? Are you gonna change your approaches to training, right? And finally, set a goal for yourself, determine what actually needs to happen before we can go back to normal, whatever that normal is, right? So this is a first, just kind of a list, a checklist to uh, be prepared to function in this workplace. But let's not forget, and that's something that, Lisa, you like to say a lot, <laughs> and it is communication. Communicate, that's right. So that's a perfect segue. So one of the key aspects of your response plan has to be communication. So in the return to work guidelines actually developed by OSHA, um, they specifically note that clear communication promotes confidence during the pandemic. So if you didn't know that, now you know. Um, so really this is your opportunity to not only address anxieties, but to also improve on your safety culture and establish a more connected workplace. And the success of all this rests on your messages of safety and prevention, reaching your entire organization. You have to keep in mind all shifts, all departments, um, folks that are in the facility, folks that are out of the facility. And this really isn't an easy task, but let's just talk through um, an outline on how you can do that. So from the very first day of the pandemic, right, Anna, we had our task force. Yeah, that, that March 14th That's right. is very vivid <laughs> in my mind. We'll never forget. Um, you know, we at Marlin, we, we focused our efforts on sub supporting our subscribers, you know, through these unprecedented times. And we talked with a lot of them and we discovered that there was a need for ready to deploy, properly sourced and vetted, um, 
consistent communication on topics such as symptoms and prevention and treatment you know, of COVID-19. And so Anna and her team, um, they not only created the content on the messaging for those, but the company, we've also worked on outlining the communication strategy in the workplace through the pandemic and then also beyond. And so today um, I'm gonna share with you these strategies. We're gonna jump into those now, um, but I do wanna just make notes. So stick around because like Anna said at the beginning, we do have um, a playbook for you um, that you can use in your workplace, which we'll talk about at the end here. But let's just hop into these um, six communication goals. So the first one is inform. You need to inform your employees of rapidly changing policies and procedures. Like Anna mentioned before, things are gonna be constantly changing and evolving. So you have to keep informing. The workplace is gonna change constantly and will continue to change. There's gonna be new rules, new regulations, and it's gonna be really important for you to help your workforce remain safe and healthy while also feeling safe and healthy. No anxiety about returning to a working environment, and being sure that you inform your employees will be very important during your communication. So the second one is reach. Um, you need to reach all employees while maintaining social distancing. And I'm sure you know some of you might be thinking, how will you convey information while maintaining physical distancing because perhaps you used to crowd in a room um, or you have staggering shifts in place. So you're just gonna have to think about you know, different possibilities moving forward. The third one is continue to train the workforce. Um, Anna touched on this before, you know, while new regulations and safety practices are being put in place, you know, your, your standard routine training, training cannot fall by the wayside. So you're also gonna have to look into doing things a little bit different as an option. The fourth one is reinforcing infection control best practices. So to prevent um, the spread of COVID-19, you know, workforces like yourself, you're gonna have to adjust um, your new everyday habits, um, new routines, new behaviors and measures. Um, there's gonna need to be adopted and consistently reinforced to become what I'm gonna call the new normal, which I'm sure we've heard. And this is gonna be a big change for folks. Uh, the fifth one is ensure safety and health. So we need to keep employees safe and healthy, right? And again, Americans are experiencing anxiety and stress right now in all facets of their life. And then that stress and anxiety can spill over into the workplace and even elevate for some who fear having to go back into a working environment. And when this is unaddressed, anxiety and stress can lead to distractions which ultimately can lead to unsafe behavior. And so it will be more important than ever for you to be proactive on supporting employees' mental um, health well-being. And then finally, the last one, um, reassuring visitors and customers. You know, those entering the facility, they also need to be informed um, of prevention measures that you're taking. So you'll want your customers and vendors to feel secure when uh, stepping foot into your facilities, knowing that you are taking all the preventative actions. So those are the six goals. And now um, we're gonna step through them uh, one by one. 
So uh, I'll uh, I'll take this one. Okay. Uh, all right. So <laughs> let's talk about informing uh, your workforce. The first item on our list of six. In this situation, you really need to arm your employees with information that they need, critical information on a daily basis. And of course, like we're saying, as the situation changes, you have to make sure that the information that you put out there is relevant and accurate. So most reliably is to uh, share the information that we get from either federal or local uh, sources. And um, really like to stress that part, your uh, whatever local uh, authorities are recommending or whatever the local situation is, because we pay a lot of attention to, uh, you know, as we should, obviously, to the federal guidelines, right? But the situation is specific uh, in, uh, in your locale. And a lot of times I've noticed that uh, local government and uh, agencies have put together a great toolkit for folks out there to address, uh, you know, the needs on uh, informing about prevention. That's one part. Uh, the second part of uh, your information campaign is uh, addressing that, you know, oh, I don't feel that my company really cares. Well, how do you make people feel that you care? Make sure that your employees know what is it that you're doing to keep them safe, right? What measures have you taken? Not just, uh, you know, saying wash your hands, but what kind of sanitation stations you uh, install, where they are. So that, that again, that information that is updated frequently, and Lisa, you will uh, talk a little bit how to do it uh, effectively in a second, right? Yep. Uh, so that information that is provided kind of eases that anxiety, makes folks feel more comfortable coming into work. And of course, as much as we you know, want to uh, provide new information, let's just make sure that all the basics are covered and uh, you know, keep kept updated. Just again, those washing your hands, uh, you know, using the gloves or mask, however your uh, you know, uh, company's policy is, right? And all of that can be done up to date and effectively with uh, some easy steps, Lisa, right? Let's yeah. talk about that. Sure, yes. So one of the ways is you can become an influencer um, and essentially you can create a brand. So um, in our product specifically, um, you can create and upload branded templates. So this will help folks recognize a certain type of message and remember it. So say you create something that has, I don't know, Anna, your creative eye of a star and a green banner, something like that. Um, yeah, or like the one that was on the previous screen, right? With um, kind of banner across the top that's easily recognizable, right? Exactly. And that's just it. You're creating something, you're creating brand and say that is a message about safety in the warehouse. Now, every time somebody sees that, they'll know that it has something to do with safety in the warehouse. 
You're also going to want to make sure um, that you do, um, you make frequent updates. You want messages to be clean and fresh, um, but you also want to reinforce messages, which we will talk about in a few slides. So you can send long emails, but you know, sometimes as the saying goes, less is more. Um, we use visual storytelling. Um, so we use short form videos that help keep viewers engaged. So as you can see on this slide, um, Anna loves this one, by the way. <laughs> there's a gentleman that he's not wearing his mask properly, right? And so there's a little bit of humor there. And then in the smaller frame, um, you can source the CDC, for example. So the CDC here is, uh, what is this, Anna? Sourcing proper mask wearing? Yeah, so uh, if you remember, and I'm sure everybody remembers, uh, when uh, CDC decided to change their guidance on how, uh, you know, on mask wearing, right? And uh, change it quite significantly. So to support that uh, information, uh, what they really did well, actually, is uh, the free to download, uh, you know, source materials, visual uh, materials, videos, posters. What you're seeing in that smaller frame is actually uh, a downloaded JPEG mm -hmm. uh, from CDC to illustrate this new guidelines. So they might drive us crazy sometimes, but they definitely support us with uh, you know visual information that they put out. So you kind of have the humor there to draw attention in and then you know the real serious stuff. Yep. And uh, that really keeps people engaged and does it in a kind of easy and quick way. Yep. So uh, all right, so you got your brand going, you got your branded templates uh, and you know, uh, to you know, use brief messages and humor and reach for those vetted um, sources, but you really need to make sure that that excellent uh, you know campaign that you're developing, that brand, this uh, you know uh, information that's updated, reaches everybody. So not only the information is current, it's uh, delivered to your entire workplace regardless of whether they're working staggered shifts, different shifts. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, uh, you know, the situation is where, you know, part of the workforce is at home and the rest is uh, in the facility. Maybe you have some contractors coming in and out. Maybe a lot of temp temporary workers that are difficult to onboard, as you well know, and especially when the situation is critical like it is right now need to keep uh, informed in the same way that you do your full-timers. Again, the uh, information has changed. So you got to make sure that whatever is out there, whatever is posted, whatever went into that email, into uh, internal messaging system, uh, whatever be it, is what is current now. Mm -hmm. And uh, one last thing and something that... Um, we found out our customers do very effectively is using the technology to avoid gatherings, right? So uh, maybe uh, some of you already have uh, what I, I hear folks call safety TVs. <laughs> uh, and what you see here is kind of a artistic rendition of uh, you know, digital signage. 
maybe you already have it, maybe you already use it, but think about where you're positioning it, it and how you use it. Because this technology can help you keep, uh, keep people distance while communicating uh, maybe your training message. Uh, and say, if uh, I noticed quite, quite a bit of our subscribers used to keep their screens in the break room. Well, first of all, uh, who goes to the break room anymore, right? But you're not using it to its full potential. If you place it in an uh, area where you can actually conduct a uh, tailgate or uh, you know, a training meeting, then you can space uh, folks out uh, you know, with those six feet be between them. And th on the screen, they can watch, uh, you know, brief videos, uh, reinforcements, messages that can be read from more than 10 feet away. And you just solve that problem of getting everybody on the same page, but still being distanced. And the same information, of course, can at the same time be delivered to your desk employees or uh, you know, those in the different area of the facility. And uh, our um, solution does just that. Mm -hmm. But what I'm really curious about right now and um, that will help Lisa and I to uh, you know, talk a little bit more um, with you uh, about communication is how do you communicate? So uh, we have a poll for you to take. So what we're asking is share with us, please, what channels are you using now to reach your workforce? And, uh, you know, they're popular ones, such as email. Here we go, I can see them. Yep. A lot of email so far. So there are some people that indeed are using electronic message boards, those safety TVs, uh, internet. So, let's see. Like, I, I'll give it uh, some time yet. I'll tell you this interesting uh, use case that we got from one of our uh, customers. They used a wall in their facility, in the warehouse, to project safety videos. And it became a movie night, essentially, that <laughs> their employees were looking forward to. And again, it was, um, you know, it was distant uh, from each other and yet still being all together in the meeting. So uh, the poll shows that really a lot of people still use email as a method of reaching all your employees. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that is the biggest tool right now. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, integrating email then there's digital signage, then whatever we're talking about, you can immediately, uh, you know, turn around, uh, go to work, go uh, and address it uh, in your facility. Other signage, internet. Again, let's, uh, let's talk about now. Uh, there we go. Uh, so Let's talk about how to do it, Lisa. Uh, how to combine all these elements into, you know, strategy. You've got that. So it's it's all about taking an integrated approach, and you know, think about it even high level, like just just like big brands. 
we have to reinforce the same messages repeatedly in many different ways through many different channels so that employees will truly internalize it. So we tell our subscribers, um, you know, integrate different communication platforms to promote that initiative. So let's just say, for example, you've instituted a prevention measure in your workplace. Maybe it's worth having a kickoff call and then an email and then the use of digital signage. So um, by using all these different platforms, you're creating an integrated approach. Um, but now this example on the screen specifically, I wanna to touch on that for a minute. So this is a video um, here on this slide that can be posted on your digital signage, something that, that, that we've created. And then there can be a complimenting message on your company internet and then your social media platforms. This is just another example. And then, and I want you to debut the, yeah, there we go. Uh, so we have this QR code on the right, and you might be kind of laughing at the QR code, but really QR codes, they're making a huge comeback right now because they really are a contactless way to share information. I mean, I went out to a restaurant uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and that's how they had their menu. So you're probably seeing that as well. Um, so actually, if you want to take a minute um, and scan that with uh, your camera phone, this will take you directly to our COVID-19 Need to Know series um, and that you can use something like this in your facility. So here I just wanted to demonstrate just how simple taking these different approaches can be. And uh, that leads actually uh, perfectly into a uh, question of training. So we talk about keeping your training up, keeping with uh, your uh, you know, tailgates, toolbox talks, uh, your safety meetings, but keeping in distance. So uh, that uh, QR code also came idea. We didn't, uh, we're not that brilliant. Uh, Lisa and I, we didn't come up with ourselves. We looked to our subscribers. <laughs> and uh, one of the uh, ways that um, one of the companies uh, dealt with, uh, you know, uh, sharing longer uh, information is, through QR code, basically. Mm -hmm. They, uh, you know, you would scan it and uh, uh, you could download uh, the training that needed to be done. So don't lose sight of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the way to keep on track is to, uh, first of all, uh, employ digital technology. Uh, you probably know that uh, OSHA's approach changed and uh, they really take into account and support use of uh, digital technology in training and compliance and take that type of communication as, uh, you know, the evidence. So take the guesswork out of uh, training and reinforcement. What we do for our subscribers is we provide them actually with a content program, which uh, on one hand, outlines all the uh, you know main annual training topics, but also shows what you will get from us in your subscription to reinforce that message. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're going to train folks on, you can then rely on the fact that it will be reinforced. You can just look at the program, help yourself schedule your own training, and uh, you know know what the reinforcement will bring. But of course, even if you're trained. 
What's important is Lisa. Providing the tools. Yep, absolutely. So you need to provide those tools. You need to be sure that you are communicating the, the standards and expectations. Um, you have to provide the, the actual tools needed. So, you know, new PPE, sanitizers, masks, stuff like that. And then keep the message consistent, brief, and easy to understand. So make sure that your messages are reaching all of your employees, regardless of their, their shift or location or role, for example. And really, this is where digital signage screens, um, you know, placed in high traffic areas around your facility can help you spread the message and reinforce the training they receive, um, you know, in, in some type of media format, uh, meeting format, excuse me. And then think about when you're composing your message, again, keep it brief, easy to understand and remember, um, you know, use icons whenever you can, as this can help folks you know, memorize the message, kind of similar to how I talked about a brand template before, you know, use an icon that can be, be memorable. And then it also can help break the language barrier um, if you have that amongst some of your employees. And then last, you know, reinforce the takeaway um, by concluding with some form of a call to action at your employees. And then this will also let you know that if folks are taking that action, then you know that the messages are sticking and you're doing the right things. That's for sure. And uh, just one thing I want to add. So you, you wrote that email uh, that a lot of you write, make mm -hmm. it short, cut it in half. And then half again. And then in half again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but what will help retain that will be power of repetition, right, Lisa? Absolutely. You got to use that power of repetition. That's right. So, um, you need to be able to balance training with reinforcement. So our customers actually have told us, right, Anna, that they really, they really struggle with this. They struggle having to reinforce their training and be able to present the same safety messages in new and interesting ways. So something else to consider um, is using images um, as they can really provide an unending possibilities if you think about it. And, and what's the saying? A, a picture says a thousand words, right? So as an example, um, there are a number of different ways that you can reinforce um, and illustrate something, something maybe like key symptom information to raise awareness, but whether it's humor or outrageous photos, infographics or data sharing, they really all work to liven up a message and then it will be top of mind for your employees. You know, they might, they'll remember it, they'll remember something that's funny. So it's about keeping it interesting, lighthearted, all while being repetitive so that your messages are remembered. And um, although it deserves uh, a separate webinar, uh, I would say, right, Lisa, and I remember you did a great webinar on uh, mental health. Uh, yeah, so maintaining that safety and health and what connects it is really uh, mental health is hugely important. The way we do it, we uh, use what's called a whole person approach. So we look at uh, our audience, not just at them at work, mm -hmm. but that person through 24 seven that you saw that uh, video 24 seven, meaning that what they do at home matters just as much as what they do at work. 
And we have to recognize the impact that pandemic had on all of us, right? And maybe you're now no longer EHS safety professional, right? Safety being the, the big letter in this uh, abbreviation. Now think about yourself as EHS, health being the kind of keyword here, right? Uh, you will see resources uh, at the end, the link to resources. Uh, easy access to hotlines is hugely important, mm -hmm. as actually is a more uh, approachable way that uh, Lisa knows a lot about as a product specialist. Thank you, Anna. Yeah, so as a, a software company, um, you know, we are constantly evaluating our product, and we do this by engaging our customers in a feedback loop. And so feedback really, it, it drives engagement, it shows transparency, it provides a sense of ownership, and it gives employees a voice. So on your screen here is an example of a template that we've created that can do just that. So this is something that our subscribers can do within our products. So as you can see um, on this example, the banner on the top says COVID-19 feedback requested, with a question that allows your employees to know that you are welcoming feedback. So once you've taken that first step and you receive that feedback, you then need to just be sure that you are factoring it in and that you're addressing employee concerns. And then also be sure to do this in a timely manner. So you need to just really, you know, the second important step here is just to close that feedback loop. You know, by doing this, you're, you're showing transparency and that you're taking what they say serious. And this really will build confidence amongst your employees and in your workplace, and that folks will then feel supported through this changed world. So uh, we're at the end of our presentation almost, and I see that uh, the time is short. Yeah. So uh, I'll be brief. And again, whatever you do inside the organization, make sure to uh, put that message toward the external uh, clients, uh, maybe suppliers, vendors, make sure that the same approach that you take internally, you take externally. Mm -hmm. And that will also strengthen the community outreach. And uh, don't forget, right, Lisa? Yes, you've got to make sure you celebrate success. This is so, so important. Um, you need to recognize your safety superstars, right? And, you know, you can also, you know, the superstars that are helping your customers and your company succeed, you know, through all this. And there's so many different ways that you can do this. Um, in our product specifically, we have um, templates already created that you can populate in and you can have their photo um, with some text next to it describing their, their success action. Um, you know, in addition, just to get everybody engaged, you can, you know, create a, um, or a, I'm sorry, a social distancing lunch, for example, or you can reward with, with gift certificates. So it's just really, really important to make sure that you, you continue to celebrate success. So uh, we're gonna omit the poll because uh, I'd rather answer questions that you might have. And to conclude, let's uh, take the last look at the um, six communication goals that we talked about. Informing, reaching, 
reinforcing uh, the training, ensuring safety and health, and reassuring the external uh, folks, the uh, customers and vendors, et cetera. So even if uh, you take one thing from uh, this hour with us, identify just one goal. Mm -hmm. uh, work with your strength, as they say, right? Build on your strength mm -hmm. and put it on the calendar. So that becomes uh, a reality, right? Yeah. So let's conclude, Lisa, with these uh, really good uh, sources and uh, tools. Absolutely. So, you know, like Anna's saying, this may seem like a big lift, but she just narrowed it down for you a little bit to set a short-term goal. But, you know, think about technology just has been so amazing in connecting people. Anna and I were talking last night, I was telling her, I'm like, just think about how we've been home the last eight months, you know, how remarkable on what we've been able to do with technology. But also be sure to, you know, take advantage of the resources that are out there for you. So CDC has done a great job at creating well-designed videos and posters. The Department of Labor has a selection of uh, workplace COVID safety videos that are available for download. You know, don't forget your local government. So be sure to just take advantage of all these amazing resources at your fingertips. Um, NSC and, and SAFER as a partnership, those are all, they're also um, a great and helpful resource. And then don't forget us here at Marlin. We talked about this, we touched on it a little bit in the beginning, you know, take it from us. We have created a playbook um, and it specifically addresses everything that we have discussed here today. And it's part of our COVID-19 toolbox, which is a collection of workplace communication resources that you can find on our website um, with the URL is listed there. So I know we only have three minutes for questions, um, but I do wanna thank everyone for joining us today and I'm gonna turn it back over to Alan. Well, thank you both for this fantastic and insightful presentation. And before we start the q and I wanna remind everyone about the evaluation survey we're asking you to complete. The survey will open in a different screen after this webinar and your input is important because it'll help us improve our future webcasts. So the first, the question, um, how successful have your customers been in convincing upper management to embrace the added costs of acquiring new technology or equipment or, you know, embracing the costs associated with getting it up and running and maintained, et cetera? And this, uh, this question asker says, you must agree this can be a barrier to implementing this type of training. Uh, yeah, uh, I, can, I can understand the... Um the hesitation uh, uh, with, uh, you know, a price tag. Uh, in just one second, uh, I want to, Bob, uh, answer the question and um, Bob, the, uh, there you go, the QR codes. So, yeah, but remember what we said earlier about what kind of uh, return on investment engagement can bring, right? And think about just one incident that might be averted, right? So that one fine or one incident is, uh, you know, taking uh, steps into providing just some form of what we talked about. And mm -hmm. re remember all, uh, all the resources that we provide in that link are free. So you can just take it and use it in your organization. Uh, just start with that program. 
We, we also have, Anna, a um, ROI slick that I could share. I could follow up with this person directly as well. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. And I'm sorry that we didn't get to everyone's questions, but unanswered questions will be forwarded to today's sponsor. Again, we also hope you take the time to share your feedback through our survey. This ends today's Safety and Health Magazine webcast. I'd like to thank Anna Neiman, Lisa Viscuso, our sponsor, Marlon, and of course, everyone who joined us today. Take care and be safe.